brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This hour is brought to you by Sweetland Waste and Removal Service, a homegrown company serving Southern Indiana since 1995. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Welcome along to Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here on this Friday, October 25. Goodness gracious, can't believe we're that far into October. It's almost November, man. Can't believe it, but it's a big day. It's a Friday. Always a big day here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Normally joined by the Todd Father, Todd Leary. He can't be with us today. That's okay. We've got a special guest to replace him. How about Richard Fan? One of the great defensive players for Indiana the last couple of years uh, as they head into... A big contest with Nebraska this weekend. Richard Fant will join us. Uh, looking forward to see what he's up to as uh, he tries to further his pro career. A lot of football to talk about. we got a lot of basketball to talk about, too. Before I get to that, Tom Brew is going to be with us as well from Sports Illustrated Indiana. We're going to hear from uh, Tom Allen. Uh, we got a lot to get to on the program today here on this Friday. But nothing bigger than the visit by Dawson Garcia who is uh, making his visit to Indiana basketball this weekend, is uh, he is their number one target, no doubt, without question. This is the recruit that Archie Miller needs to land. Um, To me, personally, this will be the second biggest recruit outside of Romeo that he has landed, if he could get that done because of what he means to this class. I I know that a lot of IU fans, they seem to be very happy with the job that Archie Miller is doing. I'm not sure why uh, it has not equated to wins. Is that it has not equated to to great recruiting classes? Uh, but uh, it, it is what it is. And but this would make this particular recruiting class a really really good one. Uh, you take a a decent recruiting class and you make it spectacular uh, with a guy that that Indiana desperately needs. I've talked about it here on this program. If you look listen to the show every day, you know I've talked about it ad nauseum. Um, but Indiana needs to land a big guy in this class because if not, you're looking at potentially having no one but Race Thompson left other than freshmen coming in in two years from now. It, it is imperative that Indiana lands somebody, but not just for that reason, if, if that's not big enough a reason, but Indiana is not 
hitting the elite button right now. And they need to do something to change that. Archie Miller has to land some guys. Tom Crean's landing people in Georgia. Come on, man. Georgia is in a weak SEC. Georgia is a weak program. But yet Tom Crean is landing talent. It, it can be done. Even at, at schools that are not as, as successful as Indiana. But Indiana needs to get this done. Uh, I, I think this is a, a very important recruit for Archie Miller in so many ways, but it will cap off a recruiting class and give it exquisite balance. It will also give it front court a front court future, I guess I should say. Uh, I, I think Indiana's in a great position for Dawson Garcia. I, I, as a matter of fact, if Marquette does not get a return visit outside of this when, when he leaves Bloomington, I, I think that he ends up attending Indiana University. Now, this is all I guess. There has been a lot of chatter going on in the last couple of days. I, if I had to say leading up to this, the favorite would probably have been Marquette from everything I've heard, read, seen, talked to people about. They had maybe a slight advantage. And then all of a sudden, the winds seemed to change. I, I posted on uh, Twitter yesterday that, that the winds were howling in the morning that particular morning because I got a couple texts within minutes of each other unrelated, totally unrelated both saying kind of the same thing uh, which I found to be enlightening, I guess you'd say uh, it seemed that the winds had shifted and, and that maybe uh, things were looking up for Indiana I mean, if you're comparing if, if these are the final two, Marquette and Indiana I don't think that there's a question. I mean, first of all, you look at the programs, there's no comparison there. Indiana is far and away a superior program. But even looking at the future, Marcus Howard, yeah, they got him, but they lost the brothers, man. And I, and I, and I, I don't get what's up with that. Why, why'd you lose a pair of such a, a really good pair of uh, players, brothers, whatever, but uh, those guys were skilled. Uh, so, not sure what was going on with that, but Regardless of that, then you look at the fact that you can play in the Big Ten. <laughs> Currently, with the number one ranked team in the country, um, the Big Ten year in year out is just one of the best conferences there is in all the college athletics, basketball, football doesn't matter. But so, to me, Indiana has the advantage in a lot of ways right there. North Carolina's already signed some guys in his position, so they're out. Uh, I, Memphis is not even—they uh, don't have a commitment, I think, for a two twenty. Um, they're a weird situation. I, I think Indiana's in a pretty good s- spot here. I mean, we're going to find out, of course. But um, I, 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 for as far as just a gut feeling, I think Indiana's in pretty good shape here. Now, it may not work out that way. Uh, you know, I put a post up yesterday, like I said, that uh, the, the winds of change. My gosh, the traffic they got. It, it just floors me. The fan base. They're, they're, they're so hungry. For good news, they're so hungry for good things, uh, and I hope it happens for Indiana basketball, for the fan base this year, for Archie Miller, for for the school. They're ready for it. I can tell you that they are certainly ready for it. But uh, it's not that far away, man. Gannon's not that far away. I think what we look at a week and a half. Plus, we got a great football season going on. Indiana's having a tremendous year right now, standing at five and two, off to Nebraska to play the Cornhuskers tomorrow at 3.30. Uh, we'll be out there for that. 
I, I think this could be a special day for Indiana. This is a game that I really, really – I think Indiana's the better team. And this is with their backup quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, uh, probably going to be going. I, I think Indiana's the better team. I really do. It's going to be a difficult situation for Indiana out there, 90,000 fans at uh, Nebraska's Memorial Stadium. That's a tough ask. But I, I think they're ready, and I think they're ready to take that step. And if so, it'll be the biggest win in Tom Allen's uh, tenure at Indiana. But uh, we'll see how that turns out. Absolutely will. Hey, we got a lot more coming up. Rashard Fant, a former Hoosier, great football player, is with us right now uh, under contract with the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk to Rashard. Uh, also, Tom Brew coming up as well. Stay tuned. We got a lot more here on Indiana Sports Beat. Coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Boyd Studios. Back with more right after this. Nothing that would make me change my mind. I would like to. Hello everybody, Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs. Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is AJ Moyer. This is Dan Dockett. Hey, this is Michael Lewis. I'm an Indiana basketball player. This is Indiana football coach. Tom Allen. It's Jim Coyle with the Indiana Sports Beat. You can always like and follow us on Facebook. Always follow the show rebroadcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. TheDailyHoosier.com is a great place to sign up for each and every day. Or, of course, on 97.7 The Ref in Evansville. For the best recycling and waste removal service, turn to the area's leader, Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling, a homegrown company serving southern Indiana since 1995. Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling serves Floyd, Clark, Harrison, and Washington County. For excellent service and peace of mind, call Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling today at 812-944-5642. That's 812-944-5642. Keep life sweet with Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. 
You're on the line with Jamal Meeks, former Indiana Hoosier, number 23, 1992. And I'm on the beat with Jim Carl. Today's guest is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry of Sellersburg. You need a million-dollar smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you'll get with Reynolds Family Dentistry. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, of course, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Friday, October 25th. It is a, it's not game day, but it feels like game day. And to kick it off, we got Richard Fant with us, man. Richard, how are you? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, I appreciate you joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat. Uh, big, big game for Indiana coming up. We'll get to all that, but what's going on, Richard? How are you? Where are you right now? What's going on? What are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good right now. I'm currently rehabbing back home in Atlanta, getting ready for the 2020 NFL season. I'll be able to sign with any team once this season's over with and I'm healthy to go. So just rehabbing for my knee injury, uh, sitting out this year and waiting to get back to it. I've had teams calling. All this year, about six to eight teams, and so I'm just trying to get healthy so I can and go ahead and work out and uh, be with a new team going into the next season. It's got to be a great feeling to be wanted like that, especially when you're injured and you're down, and those guys are that many teams calling. That's a lot of teams calling, and the Bears, man, they, they've treated you well as well. That's been a pretty good deal. Yeah, I'm definitely grateful. You know, I was on injury reserve all last year. I had a great season, and even this year, them giving me permission to go home for this season and uh, just honoring my contract and just, you know, telling me once I get healthy, I'm free to sign after this season and get to go. But they honored it through this season. So I'm grateful for that. Definitely an amazing position. And, uh, yeah, it uh, does feel great to be wanted. I guess that was my biggest thing, being out basically two seasons back-to-back. I didn't know, you know, with my pick injury from the combine, that led to me getting undrafted and then, having this uh, strange knee injury where nothing truly major happened. Uh, you know, it's just different, but when teams are still calling, I'm very grateful and just glad that the product I put on the field in college is still holding strong and teams are inter- interested in me, you know, coming to play for them and showcasing what I can do, especially as a cover corner. What's the hardest thing about being injured? I mean, that sounds like a dumb question on the surface of it. But the really, there's so many things that go into because of all the things you have to do, the things that you're missing. There's so much. What's the hardest part for you about dealing with an injury? Ooh, I think it's a couple of things. I would say, one, not being with the guys as much. You know, even when I was on injury reserve, it was really just rehab, rehab, not really going to meetings or anything, kind of letting them focus on the season. And then after that, watching the games, when I first got injured, it was the end of preseason, so I'm, like, watching all the preseason games. I'm sitting in on meetings, and it's just hard watching all your friends out there, your teammates go to battle, and you want to be out there, especially when you know you can contribute. And I got off to a great start in training camp the first two weeks and was holding my own, um, running with the twos at nickel. So I was very excited, and now, you know, it's kind of just you injured, and you're watching two whole seasons. Uh, so for me, I kind of like, you know, my friends that were on the team, friends around the NFL, kind of watch them and kind of live uh, vicariously through them and just watch them ball out and root for them big as if I'm on the field playing. So it's great to see. That's the hard part. And then, uh, yeah, that's really the toughest part. And then you get the questions all the time. When you go be back, are you healthy yet? And teams asking you too, are you healthy yet? So that's the hardest part about it. But knowing, you know, I'm on this process, I'm just enjoying it. Uh, it's part of my journey, part of my story. And, 
in due time, I'll be able to showcase my talents on the field and be very grateful for that moment when it comes. Talking with Rashard Fan, former Indiana Hoosier football baller on the defensive side. Uh, and Rashard, what, man, when you're having to deal with all that, and when you first get to the NFL, and a lot of guys want to act like you'll be cool and all that, but there's got to be a starstruck moment. Did you have a moment where you're like, wow, you know, you're, you're obviously a great player in what you do, but when, when you see somebody that you've watched on TV for all these years, or the, was there ever this, this starstruck moment where you realize, holy crap, man, I'm here. This is the NFL, man. I'm here. I would say mine actually came before actually the draft or combine. I was training in Miami, Florida at Bomberito's Performance down in uh, Aventura, Miami. And, you know, we worked in. They have a lot of great guys. And I'm walking in, and Antonio Brown's there. Uh, LaShawn McCoy is right there. So you got big-time guys coming all the time. And I'm just looking, and I'm like, man, it's crazy. Like, the Antonio Brown really got me. Just I'm like, this is Antonio Brown. Uh, this is crazy. Like, one of the best. And then you watch him work out. Um, Allen Robinson was there, and even though I've seen him play in college my freshman year, it's still like this is Allen Robinson. And Tariq Hill ended up coming. So, I mean, it's NFL guys coming in and out of there and big-time stars. And uh, I'm just like, man, this is, like, real crazy. I'm really here with these guys. And my agency, uh, the Sports Entertainment Group, we have a lot of big-time signees with Jordan Howard, Tevin, who came from IU, obviously. And then you got the Stefan Diggs and, James White, so so many guys, and I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, but also, I'm like, wow, I'm really here. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe it. So, uh, the first month of NFL combine training for me and pro day training, I kind of was just like, wow, I'm here with these guys. This is ridiculous. I didn't know what to say. But then, after a while, you get used to it. It's like when you're in college, you know, you start stuck with the guys at first. Like, man, I'm in college football. But then you get used to it, and that's how it was for me. So I just started to get excited taking all the uh, knowledge that I could while I was around them. And once I got on the field with people, it was just crazy to be there and just, you know, kind of just appreciate the talent that's all around you. Antonio Brown's had uh, – he's had an interesting season. Yeah, definitely. I hate <laughs> to see it. I hope he figures it all out, gets it worked out. Uh, you know, you never want to wish bad on anybody, but at the same time, you don't want anybody hurt in the process on either side. So hopefully, you know, he can figure stuff out. And if he's innocent, he can, you know, do his thing, get back on the field and enjoy, uh, you know, himself because he's definitely a generational talent. Now, do you get the opportunity? I know right now you're rehabbing, uh, but when you're there in around the teams and whatnot, did you get an opportunity to run across any other former Hoosiers uh, that are playing in the league? Yeah, I mean, you know, the big one, Rob McCray, when we played Kansas City when he was there. Uh, Jay Howell was my teammate that first year, so I was with him actually a lot. He let me stay with him throughout the summer, so I didn't have to always stay at the hotel, so that was nice of him. Uh, and then, you know, Tigre is my best friend out of everybody that came from IU, so we talked 24-7. I'm always watching him, supporting him, and Semi when he was with the Redskins and then with the Saints and now he's uh, training, so... It's always nice. I see Tevin all the time just because uh, when he, he was with the Falcons and then we have the same agent so at our agency retreat. So all the guys, man, it's always great to see those guys doing well and the ones you just watch on TV and then, you know, watching Ian Thomas and watching Nate uh, or Suddy as we call him. So it's amazing to see those guys you worked so hard with in college, tried to change the program with, and they're doing well for themselves in the NFL and making plays. There's quite a few guys out of the last couple of years from Indiana that are playing in the league right now. 
Yeah, definitely. I'm not surprised at all. Um, you know, even though the results haven't always been what we wanted, and I think that honestly has kept the number from being higher than it was. And I think with this year's team, that will change. Like you see the talent. You got WAP up and coming, Michael Phoenix on their red shirt freshman, and you got Stevie Scott in the backfield who's going to be a future NFL back with Nick Westbrook and D. Hell on the outsides who are NFL caliber receivers. So. I mean, the talent level is ridiculous um, over there and especially everyone on that team. So I can't wait to see as the team continues to win and I'm expecting them to go ahead and rip off. Shoot, 10-plus wins this year is what we're going for. He's going to finish the season undefeated, get this first bowl game win in, shoot, I think 10 years it is, maybe 20. Actually, no, I think it's like 20 years. So uh, I can't wait for those guys to finish strong and I know they'll do that and get to a bowl game and, you know, get a win. Rashad throwing it down. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they've got a good season going. And the funny thing is, they've done this with dueling quarterbacks. And not because of a quarterback issue, but obviously because of an injury. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. getting injured a, a couple times. Right now, we don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Uh, honestly, I, I'm, I feel confident that it's going to be Peyton Ramsey this Saturday at Nebraska. But the funny thing is, Kalen DeBoer has done a, a phenomenal job with guys like you, all those guys you just mentioned. Uh, you laid it out. They've got such a, a cadre of, of receivers and backs. And uh, this offense, man, they're really plugging along. And they can do something really special this Saturday. They take on the Cornhuskers in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, Rashad, the line on that game has gone back and forth. Uh, Vegas, rarely do I see a line move like that. But one day, Indiana was the favorite. The next day, Nebraska was the favorite. Then it was back to Indiana. Then it was back to Nebraska. It's a back-and-forth game. And this is going to be a huge game for the Hoosiers, one that I think is very winnable. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with you. And I think with the quarterback situation, it's amazing to have two talented quarterbacks. You know, I've played with Peyton. He's a quarterback my last year. And his leadership ability, his accuracy, you know, guys really follow him, gravitate to him. So, that's why you don't really see a drop-off. The only thing, you know, you might say um, Penix's arm is stronger and, um, you know, he can run a little faster. But the thing, there's some things, you know, I think that help Peyton when he's out there. The leadership uh, Penix definitely has. But I think when you're older, you know, it's just for Peyton. He has it even more to a higher extent. So I think both quarterbacks are amazing. You know, having Penix out there is great. He's been a beast this year. And he's only going to continue to get better. And then you see why Peyton was the starter for two years and, you know, why Coach Allen talks so highly of them and why the guys, you know, love them so much and how there's no drop-off. So no matter who the quarterback is, I have faith in the guys and I can't wait to continue to see them grow and continue to see them, you know, uh, knock out these victories. They, they traveled to Lincoln, Nebraska. There's a lot of iconic places in the Big Ten, Richard. Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. You know, those, are, those, those stadiums are all 100,000-seat stadiums. And in Lincoln, Nebraska, not quite 100, but it's 90,000 people. But one of those iconic teams uh, of when everyone was growing up, Nebraska is always one of those teams uh, that you saw on TV and all that. But this is a, a great opportunity because Indiana has, like I said, the spread itself, it, it jumped back and forth. Indiana has been favored at times. But I, my honest opinion is I think Indiana's the better team, and I think they win this game, which that's going to be the biggest win in Tom Allen's coaching career no i mean definitely it's a big game but you know coach allen would always say it's a big game because it's the next game and that is true and 
you know, with this victory um, that I believe they'll have. You know, you reach bowl eligibility the earliest I think we have in years, which would be amazing uh, for them. And then also, so, yeah, it's a historic big win. You know, I played Nebraska once, never at Nebraska, but it's always good to beat a program of that caliber and, you know, with that historic value and, you know, on paper, with the records, I would say that I use better. But, you know, like anything, each and every day you got to prove it. And I think those guys from talking to the ones that are my friends still and then to some of the coaches, like, today is a new day and you got to go out there and prove it each and every Saturday. And that's what they've been doing. So I can't continue to wait to watch them, you know, keep going and keep growing stronger and uh, having more confidence since they're such a young team as well. Yeah, and this team's a young team. Uh, you mentioned Michael Penix Jr. He, he's a redshirt freshman, but they've got so many. Eighty out of the hundred thirteen kids on this team are underclassmen. That's got to be. I don't want to say difficult, but man, that's different. Most teams are made up of a of more of a blend. So the, the, to see them having the success they are, to see what they they almost got it done at at, at uh, in East Lansing at Michigan State, uh, a game they almost pulled out. But uh, to play with the boxie they played with, uh, it's kind of it, it's it's wild to see. Yeah, and no, I think it just definitely you know they're growing in confidence and. Sometimes being young is you don't know any better, you know, like you don't care about what you've heard. You haven't been on the field, so you're not, you know, worried about anything. Sometimes if you've played and you kind of are maybe a negative person, you kind of think like we haven't beat these teams in a while or, man, this player is one of the best in the conference. But when you're young, you're kind of trying to prove yourself. You don't care about whoever else is being talked about. You just want to go show the world why you're one of the best as well. I think that's what they're doing, and they've been putting on the show, and, being competitive and as they continue to be in those close games like the Michigan State, you'll see them next time they're in the close one, they'll be able to finish it and come out with them. And I watched that game from beginning to end and thought they had it. But, you know, sometimes they were a young team and we had this problem as well too. You know, we just, at the end of games, whether it's fatigue, whether it's just um, making a mental error because of being tired or being young, you know, you learn and you grow from it. But at the end of the day, I think this team's, even different than some of the teams we've had all around, and they're healthy, which is the name of the game. And uh, all my seasons, we've always had big-time injuries or a lot of people playing injured. So one thing, if this team could stay healthy, the sky's the limit. Yeah, your senior year, this team was so good defensively. I mean, they were one of the best in the conference and one of the better in the country, if you want to be truthful. But you guys did some amazing things, and there's some players that have come along, young guys like Taiwan Mullen. Man, it's got to be fun to watch a guy like that that's that young get out there and play with that reckless abandon to be so as, as good as he is. No, definitely. You know, it's another corner. Uh, part of, you know, we haven't had – a lot of great corners in the history of IU. I know when I got there, you know, my goal, I heard Tracy Porter. And to be able to leave IU and people mention my name with Tracy Porter and statistically being one of the best cornerbacks ever coming out of IU and uh, coming out the Big Ten was definitely a blessing. And now seeing him at this early doing what he's doing, the mindset that he has, how he goes each and every day and just goes to work. And on game day, you know, locks up receivers. It's beautiful to see, especially because, I think he's about 5'10", 170, 175, so he's a smaller guy like I was. But it doesn't matter. You can play football, you can play football, and he's definitely a baller and a shutdown corner. So, I mean, he has two more years um, or three more years to continue to show and improve and show what he can do, and I see a bright future for him too. Yeah, he had some great tutelage growing up. His brother plays for the Oakland Raiders. He went to Clemson uh, and now is with the Raiders. And, and his cousin is some dude named Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah, you know, I think that is uh, some great genes to have in your family (laughs) and great people to be able to talk to. I'm familiar with his brother because one of my good friends, A.J. Terrell, plays for Clemson, who's their All-American corner uh, now starting. So, you know, I grew up with A.J., so I watched him play, and I saw him, and he's a great corner as well, and you can tell. Um, T. Mullen is definitely bred from that same group, and he'll just continue to get better, and, you know, his brother will help him with that as well with that advice and telling them what it's like and what to look for. And I'm sure he's always looking to gain more knowledge. Rashad, will you have the opportunity to come back to any of the games this year? I know you're rehabbing and, and, and working down in Atlanta, but will you get to get back to any, to any of the games? Yeah, so the tough – I actually came to the Ohio State game, um, came there, watched it. You know, it's a tough one, but you have those sometimes, but definitely enjoy it. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to any more regular season games, but if the guys make it to a bowl game, especially if they end up somewhere like uh, Nashville, Tennessee, I would definitely be there because that's nothing but a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive for me. So I'm hoping these guys, you know, just finish strong, get a great bowl game. And, uh, you know, I can't wait. If they're in Florida or in Tennessee, I definitely will be making an appearance. It's funny you say Nashville, man. I've been pulling it all year long. I want to see Indiana in the Music City Bowl in Nashville, and I'd love to see them in, against Kentucky. How much fun would that be? Oh, no, that would be amazing. I think a lot of people would. Um, I know Kentucky's not as strong as they have been the past two years, but, you know, I think historically, obviously, that would be amazing. But I know those guys are focused and can't wait, and whatever opponent awaits them, they'll be ready to go. Have you been following the Big Ten race much this year? I've been following some, you know, especially with Justin Fields transferring from Georgia, going to Ohio State, and then seeing him in person. And then Penn State still being good right now. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, they lost, uh, you know, Trace last year, uh, Saquon. So they've lost some people with these, these last two years. And I know it's kind of been like, you know, can Coach Franklin sustain it? And they have been. They're six in the country right now. And, you know, Michigan's been uh, up and down, having offensive struggles, as normally is the case for them. So I've definitely been watching it. and saw Wisconsin. I actually watched them get upset by Illinois last uh, week. So, I mean, it's been crazy, as it always is in the Big Ten, and I'm interested to see how it is. And honestly, with just two Big Ten losses right now for IU, you know, they're still in the race. The Ohio State still has Wisconsin to play coming up. Michigan to play in a rivalry. I think they still got Penn State. So you never know what can happen if these guys just keep their heads down and keep grinding and uh, pull out these victories. Man, you're pretty good at this media thing. You know, I've been lucky enough to have some great people uh, throughout my years in college, and I just enjoy it, man. You talk, we talking ball, having fun, just, you know, enjoying it. It's, you know, definitely a sport I love, and Love to watch and be around, so I'm enjoying it. And I'm enjoying watching these guys. So I can't wait. Yeah, I have uh, Mitchell Page is on with us quite a bit. He was just on the other day, uh, a good buddy, great great friend of the show, and he's been kind of my go to guy. But man, you're pretty good. I'm gonna have to tell Mitch. I'm like going, Mitch, you got to move over, man. Rashard's not doing too bad. He's pretty good. <laughs> oh man, Mitchell not gonna let me have it. He gonna come with the best show of his life. Yeah, I saw Page when I was there too. So. He's one of kind of like the vets for me when I was there. He's a great guy. And it's fun. You guys had some great guys, man, go through the time you were there. Like Mitchell Page, a great guy, great friend of the show, and like yourself, very, very educated in the game. Really, really can talk so well about the game. And not everybody can do that. Uh, but both you guys are the same in that manner. Uh, thank you. I think it's just, you know, a testament to the dedication we had and, 
think especially us both being smaller players, you know, that mental really was important for us, you know, to try to find another edge and also challenging each other. I had to go up against him uh, every day for four years, three years. So uh, that's that was big for us, and I know those were big parts of our game, the mental aspect. Rashad, if you can't make it to the games, we'll keep you in contact. We'll keep you up to date. Just follow Indiana Sports, people. We're going to get you back on here. We may have to do this weekly, man, as this season progresses and falls out because I think it's going to be a pretty special season for the Hoosiers. I think they go to Nebraska. I think they get this win, man. I really do. I'm not saying that uh, trying to be a homer because people listen to the show, they know I'm not a homer. But I think Indiana gets this win, and then they go on next week and they get another win. They're at seven wins uh, before you know it, and that's going to be crazy with four games left to play. No, I, I definitely agree. You know, I'm IU through and through, and I believe these guys, it's a special season for them, and they'll get this W this weekend and then focus on um, who they have next weekend. And I actually knew who they have, but I forgot now because I've just been focused on Nebraska, so. Northwestern. Northwestern. Yes, uh, back to back. So that's who it is, and I hope you know they knock out this one, and then their focus take their attention to Northwestern and just keep it moving one week at a time, which is all they can do. And but I'm with you this week. I'm taking them with against Nebraska, and I can't wait. And know the guys will enjoy honestly being in that historic venue. Richard, fan, I can't thank you enough, man. This has been a blast, and I really look forward to doing this again soon. No, me as well. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed it. Thank you very much. That's Richard Fan former Hoosier. Great. Now, currently a Chicago Bear. Uh, we got more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're back with more from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is AJ Moyer. This is Dan Dockett. Hey, this is Michael Lord, former Indiana basketball player. This is Indiana football coach. Tom Allen. It's Jim Coyle with the Indiana Sports Beat. You can always like and follow us on Facebook. Always follow the show rebroadcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. 
TheDailyHoosier.com is a great place to sign up for each and every day or, of course, on 97.7 The Ref in Evansville. For the best recycling and waste removal service, turn to the area's leader, Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling, a homegrown company serving southern Indiana since 1995. Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling serves Floyd, Clark, Harrison, and Washington counties for excellent service and peace of mind. Call Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling today at 812-944-5642. That's 812-944-5642. Keep life sweet with Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. Today's guest is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville with hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer. Pizza, burgers, beer. Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Sports Beat Radio, of course, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios on this Friday. I hope you've had a great week, October 25th. I can't believe we're almost through October. Joined now by Tom Brew from Sports Illustrated Indiana. Tom, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Jim. Happy third Friday to you now. It's the last Friday in October. It's hard to believe, isn't it? I cannot believe we're almost through October, and we're more than halfway through this football season. And not only that, but we're talking about Indiana football. It is a subject of matter. Indiana stands at 5-2, and two, and they go on the road this week to, to Nebraska looking at bowl eligibility and a very, very real possibility, not only of achieving that, but achieving it at a very iconic place. Well, it's going to be tremendous. I can't, I've, uh, I've watched a lot of football on TV from Lincoln, but I've never been there myself. I'm really looking forward to the road trip out there this weekend. It just it uh, could be a special week for the Hoosiers. I mean, it's it's one thing to get to six wins and be bowl eligible, and that's all good and well. But you know, that was never the goal of this team. You know, the the first goal that they created this year was to win their bowl game. So they they took getting to six wins as a given, and uh, you know, and so you know, to be able to go to Lincoln and do that would be a huge thing. And you know, this Nebraska team, you know, quite frankly. You know they got all sorts of problems, and uh, you know it's it, times have changed enough. And you know, wrote, written about it a lot this week. That you know, here's Indiana; they can go into Lincoln and and be favored and and uh, have a you know very good chance to win. And it's Saturday, three thirty Eastern time. Can't get there soon enough for me. Well, it's a very similar situation to last week. Indiana goes on the road to play a Maryland team who they were a better. On paper, they were a better team then, and everyone expected Indiana to win, although Maryland put up a, a fight. They, they they were not going to just give that up 
better easily. And it's going to be the same with Nebraska. Nebraska is a team that's kind of a wounded animal, and Indiana is, is kind of on the uprise. But Nebraska is not going to just roll over and die. It's going to be a dogfight in a, in a typical Big Ten battle. No question. I would, I'm sure it's going to come down to who makes the most plays late in the fourth quarter. But, uh, uh, you know, what I like about Indiana in this game is that, you know, is what they do well is what Nebraska is not doing well right now. And, you know, I think Indiana has a chance to take advantage of a lot of things. And, uh, you know, and they can go out there. And to me, it, what and, we, and I've talked about this and written about it a lot this week, I think the fact that Indiana had a road game last week at Maryland and played well and found a way to win will help them immensely as a carryover going to Nebraska this weekend because now they know they can do it. And I think that's a huge thing. Well, with Indiana football, you know, it's all about the psyche. and It's all about, you know, changing that culture and that mindset that Tom Allen has preached since he got here. You know, and, you know, the one thing they could never do is win close games. And the one thing they could never do is win close games on the road. And they did that last week. So I think if what they learned from last week and, and also, most importantly, how good it felt, you know, to win a game on the road. You know, they'll, they'll be able to take that with them to Lincoln, and when things get tight late, I don't think they'll panic, and I think they'll find a way to come through and make it, uh, you know, find a way to win a game and come back home Bloomington 6-2. And, and it's a, it, it's, this is a big game for a lot of reasons. We just talked about becoming bowl eligible, obviously one of those. But winning a, a Big Ten road game, this will be back-to-back Big Ten road wins if they can get that done. And then winning it at a place like Nebraska. Nebraska is a, is a place that, for any of us that have any age on us at all, we grew up watching Nebraska play Oklahoma and Texas and all those teams on TV, uh, you know, on that CBS game of the week with Brent Musburger and all that. Uh, we, we grew up watching that. And while Nebraska is not that team of old right now, it's still an iconic place, and it would be an incredible win for Tom Allen and this football program. Sure. I mean, Nebraska is one of only seven teams in the country to ever win 900 games or more. I mean, they just they are, they are among the elite, you know. And, and in my lifetime, you know, since 1970, they've won five national championships. You know, and I've uh, had the, uh, the pleasure of being at uh, two games, you know, where they didn't, you know, where – where they had bowl games where they could have won. I mean, they, they have, you know, we talk a lot about uh, what Alabama's done, you know, in these, you know, in this last decade of dominance. Uh, you know, Nebraska's been the same way. I mean, they've, they've won five national championships and they played for four others. You know, they're just that dominant of a program. You know, and here all of a sudden now when we fast forward and we turn the clock to October 26, 2019, here's little old Indiana, you know, the team with the most, Division one losses in the history of college football going into Lincoln, you know, with a chance to win, you know, with, with the expectation of winning, you know, and that's how times have changed. And that's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing if you root for the Hoosiers. Yeah. And, and I've talked about the point spread on this game all week and not from a betting standpoint, but just from an aspect of looking of what the opinions of this game must be, because the point spread has changed hands Two different times, two different ways. Uh, it, it opened up Indiana as a favorite. It switched over to Nebraska as the favorite. It went back to Indiana. And then currently, right now, Nebraska is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I've never seen a point spread 
go back and forth like that for any game ever. And that just shows you how balanced I think this game is going to be. And But to, to be having that conversation about Indiana going to Nebraska, that's a, a feather in a hat for the for the Indiana football program. Sure, you know, and I've seen it a thousand times, so it's it does happen. And it's like I think what's 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 weird about this game is that you know with Indiana we don't know who the quarterback is going to be. You know, Michael Penix got banged up last week. Peyton Ramsey came in, finished the game. You know, we've you know Indiana's been very quiet about you know Michael Penix's health. Yeah, you know, so we don't know. But it's the same thing with Nebraska. I mean, Adrian Martinez got hurt two weeks ago in their game with Minnesota. Didn't play. Uh, you know they they're a mess. You know, and he's been. You know, there's you know there's real questions about whether or not he's available to play for them. And that's just you know it's just so there's a lot of unknowns. So I think when you know the you know the point spreads are irrelevant from that standpoint because it all depends if you're the gambler like what day you're making that bet is you know all that ever matters. You know, but I think still people have no idea. You know, it's like you know if, I think. If if we knew Michael Penix was playing and we knew Adrian Martinez was playing for Nebraska, you know the line would have been set on Monday and it would have never moved. You know it's like, but now nobody knows. Like one day, well maybe he's going to play. One day maybe he's this guy's not. You know it's just bouncing back and forth that way. It's like it's just you know it's not going to matter. You know it's going to it's going to come down to whoever's playing in the fourth quarter anyway, and it's all going to get you know determined by one play or another. And there's no expert in the world, no matter how much money they have in their wallet and make a bet and know for sure what's going to happen. One thing that has impressed me about this Indiana team this year is uh, we were both up at East Lansing and watched them play Michigan State tooth and nail down to the end on the road in front of 70,000. We saw them go on the road last week and get a Big Ten road win at Maryland. They play on the road with little fear, especially for a team that is immature as this one is. 80 of the 113 players are underclassmen. That hasn't seemed to matter. And when I've talked to them and when you've talked to them, it doesn't, the, the road thing, they seem to embrace that. Exactly. I mean, I think they like the idea of, of going and silencing crowds. I think it's a huge thing for them. And I think a lot of it is what I think, you know, when we look, especially going back to Michigan State, and I think the, the great analogy can be made between that game and this game, because obviously going into Michigan State, we had no idea whether Michael Penix was going to play or not. But I think the players knew that he was. You know, And so when they got up there, they had a whole lot of confidence that they could beat that Michigan State team. And Michael played great that game. I mean, Indiana's offense scored 31 points. You know, they they – they were right there, you know, and they, the offense certainly played well enough to win that game, and they, and they had all sorts of confidence. And the thing that's amazing about this Indiana team to me is these young kids especially, you know, they grew up in programs playing high school football where they won all the time anyway. So now they're here, they don't know any different. They, they, these young kids, they, they ex- fully expect to win a game when they go out there to play. And, that's a wonderful attitude to have, you know, and obviously do they still make mistakes? Sure. You know, but, you know, I think they are very, very confident group. And I think they, when they go to Lincoln tomorrow, they fully expect to win. And, you know, that's the biggest difference in Indiana football right now to me is that they go places expecting to win. Absolutely. And, and the fact that they've done this with 
a, a two quarterback system that is not in, at all intended to be a two quarterback system is amazing to me. And we've seen this throughout the country this year. So many teams have have had a quarterback go down. Uh, Indiana is so lucky to have a Peyton Ramsey who has not only played extensively, but he's been a starter. He's a leader for this team, and he's maintained that leadership on and off the starting field. He, for, whether it's on the sideline or wherever, he's been a consummate teammate for this this program. Absolutely, and it's a great credit to him. You know, he had uh, he talked about it a little bit Saturday night after the game, and then talked about it at greater length on Monday. He said, like, when he, you know, it's been really hard for him to lose his starting job, you know, and he's had to deal with it. But, you know, the best line he says is, I wasn't going to walk away from my guys. You know, it's like those players in that locker room, they mean so much to him. And I think he knew, you know, even though he lost his starting job, that there was going to be a time when this team needed him. You know, and they've needed him a lot. You know, and obviously the Ohio State game that he had to start, he did, you know, he freely admits he did not play well and, and I think Indiana sort of underestimated how awesome Ohio State was, and they got blown out. But other than that, you know, Peyton Ramsey has played very, very well when he's been in there. He had a great game against Connecticut, completed, you know, what, 88% of his passes or whatever that crazy number was. And I thought he really played well at Maryland last week, too. He was he was very poised uh, and mostly, did, you know, the best compliment anyone can give him is he knew the playbook like the back of his hand. I mean, every check that he needed to make, he did. Every every audible he needed to make, he did. Every read option, he made the right decisions. And he made a good enough. He made some throws. You know, that touch. I still say, you know, the touchdown drive right before halftime. You know, after Maryland had taken the lead, Indiana came back down and scored with 24 seconds to go in the second quarter. I think that's a season-defining drive by Peyton Ramsey because, you know, if Indiana goes in the locker room behind. You know, maybe that whole negative attitude, you know, reemerges. But instead, they went down, scored, and Nick Westbrook made an incredible catch, and they had that lead, and they never gave it up. You know, and that was a huge difference. So, you know, you know, you know, Peyton Ramsey is 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 an above average college quarterback, and he played well. And Indiana, if he has to, if he has to answer the call on Saturday, he needs to play well again. And, and I think all of his teammates have full faith and confidence in him to do that. Absolutely. So as we head down, it's going to be game time tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Indiana three thirty, taking on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I see Indiana winning this game, and of course we had a discussion off air. I, I don't think it's going to come down to the quarterback because both teams are down one. But I think Indiana has the advantage because they got Peyton Ramsey, who's been a former starter. But I think it's going to come down to Indiana's defense. If they can get the job done in stopping uh, Nebraska, which they have not had a great offensive output this year, uh, I I think Indiana clearly is going to win this game. Well, I would like to think so, too. I mean, Indiana's defense continues to improve. But, you know, they're playing so many young guys that every once in a while they just get in situations where – they're, you know, they see something new that they haven't seen before. You know, and they make a mistake, and you know, like Maryland, you know, hit them with a few big, you know, three plays of forty yards or longer. You know, a sixty-one yarder and a fifty-yarder and a forty-yarder. It was like, you know, it was like a third of their offense. <coughs> you know, you know, the rest of the night they held them up. They held up pretty well. You know, and it's, you know, I think it's a group that uh, that keeps getting better every week. And it, you know, and it's like the the swagger that these young guys have. It's like. 
you know, if someone's making a mistake, you know, if a junior or senior's making a mistake, then put the freshman in, and the freshman will make plays, and that's what's happening. And, uh, you know, and I think they have dialed up the pressure, which has helped a lot. You know, they did a lot of that against Maryland. You know, they, they were all over, you know, Tyrell Pegram, Maryland's quarterback, and really forced him into a lot of bad throws and forced him just to take off, and they, and they kept him in check. And I think, you know, playing two sort of similar offenses in back-to-back weeks really makes, for, you know, it makes it easier to prepare for one, but that, that confidence level of Indiana's defense, I think, is that you know is at a high mark right now, and I think they know that they can go to Nebraska and keep this team in check. Yeah, I think I got these numbers off of something you put out, but Nebraska's defense is tenth in the Big Ten. They're thirteenth in the rushing defense. They give up five point nine yards an attempt. Uh, their edge defensive capabilities are not that great. I think this is going to be a big week. I know you said uh, you think uh, what 150 yards for for Stevie Scott. That's my uh, that's my guess. And uh, and yes, you got uh, those numbers from a story I wrote earlier. You know this week you know, on SI.com, and it's just and that's exactly right. I mean, other than Rutgers, you know Nebraska's defense right now is the worst defense in the Big Ten. You know, and it's like you know, and here comes this Indiana offense that's uh, you know basically you know, second or third or fourth in just about every offensive category in the Big Ten. I mean, this, this is an offense that's been, you know, rolling up 500-plus yards every single week lately and uh, been running it well, throwing it well, doing it, you know, basically staying turnover-free for the most part, you know, when, uh, and when they have, you know, just about every time they've uh, made a turnover, uh, the defense has uh, held up, you know, where they didn't, you know, points off turnovers have been very, very low for this team all year, which is good, so... I mean, I think, you know, I think all that's there. I do think uh, Stevie Scott's going to have a big, huge game. And, uh, you know, and I think their, their ability to attack like that will, uh, will definitely make a difference. You know, the, the one feeling I'm getting, I, I had uh, a reporter segment yesterday, Scott Callahan, or Sean Callahan was on from Husker Online. It, I could tell. This, not, we know this is a big game for Indiana for, obvious, for a lot of obvious reasons. This is a huge game for Nebraska. They can't afford to lose this game to a a program that that does not have the cachet as far as being a football uh, pro, you know prodigy. They're, they're not this big time program, but Indiana's a team that is probably going to be the favorite to actually win this game. But this was going to be a huge hit to Nebraska's psyche. Sure, because you know when they hired Scott Frost last year. You know, they hired him to fix a mess. You know, and they got off to a horrible start, but, you know, they, they played relatively well the last half of the season. And they came into this year thinking year two would be a year they would that they would get better. You know, they've had a ton of injuries, you know, which, you know, every program goes through. But still, they've had a bunch. But they're also just not there yet. You know, it's, I think a lot of people in Nebraska have learned that the talent level at their school is just nowhere near where it's been. And you know Scott Frost is a very good coach and a lot of, has a great reputation, and I think he'll probably have that Nebraska program looking pretty good a, you know, a year or two down the road. But right now they're just not there, and uh, you know, and they are four and three right now. When you look at their schedule, like you know, they don't have you know two or three guaranteed wins left on their schedule. You know, it's like you know, and you know, the idea of Nebraska not going to a bowl game, you know. A, a 
second and third year in a row. It's just that's just not something they you know they go through. They, I mean, you know, Nebraska fired Bo Pelini because he only won nine games. <laughs> you know, and it's like you know, and here they are, you know, trying to get to six. You know, and just and uh, it's just it's just not Nebraska football. And it's uh, you know, so yes, they they consider this an absolute in Lincoln. This is an absolute must win for them. They cannot afford to lose to Indiana, but you know that's the Big Ten right now. It's just you know there's a lot of teams in the middle of the pack, you know, and there's not much that separates them. And there's you know, quite frankly, there's not much that separates Indiana and Nebraska either, which is amazing. But I mean, I think even you know, you know, like we've talked about, I think Indiana has that edge. Absolutely. Tom Brew from Sports Illustrated Indiana. Thank you, sir. I look forward to uh, seeing you out in Lincoln, Nebraska, as the Hoosiers take on the Huskers this weekend. I'm excited about it, Jim. Really looking forward to my first trip to Lincoln. It's going to be great. We're back with all that and more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times, the golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tea time. That's 812-824-1100. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is AJ Moye. This is Dan Dockett. Hey, this is Michael Lewis. I'm an Indiana basketball player. This is Indiana football coach. Tom Allen. It's Jim Coyle with the Indiana Sports Beat. You can always like and follow us on Facebook. Always follow the show rebroadcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. TheDailyHoosier.com is a great place to sign up for each and every day. Or, of course, on 97.7 The Ref in Evansville. For the best recycling and waste removal service, turn to the area's leader, Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling, a homegrown company serving southern Indiana since 1995. Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling serves Floyd, Clark, Harrison, and Washington County. For excellent service and peace of mind, call Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling today at 812-944-5642. That's 812-944-5642. Keep life sweet with Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. 
As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. Sports Beat Radio, of course, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios here on this Thursday, October 24th. Can't believe it's already Thursday this week, but we're very fortunate. We got one of our favorites, man, one of our uh, good friends of the show, Tom Coverdale, former Hoosier basketball player, on the show with us right now. Tommy, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. How's everything going? I cannot complain. I hope it's been a good summer. Tom's got a pair of two-year-old twins keeping him busy, him and his wife, Rachel. How, uh, How was the summer with the kids gone? Oh, it's been fantastic. You know, they turned three in December, so, you know, life is busy, but it is it is a lot of fun because it's a fun age where you can do a lot more with them, that's for sure. Yeah, and then they can do a lot more to terrorize you, too. <laughs> exactly. As we get forward, man, I saw there was a great article in the paper on, on Tom uh, a few days ago, and, and today Tom's going to be speaking at Sokoa, uh, an or organization that that deals with alzheimer's you you had a personal dealing with that uh, almost a decade ago your mother passed away uh after being diagnosed with that while you were going to college that had to be a, a really difficult time for you yeah it was i mean you you, re- you never really know anything about the disease until it happens to your family but she got diagnosed uh kind of right before my senior year of college um, and she was only 55 years old with Alzheimer's. So, um, you know, she got early onset, and I think a lot of people think of that disease and think, you know, my, my grandmother or my grandfather had that. You think about people later in life getting that, but uh, it, it can definitely happen at a younger age like it did to our family, and it, uh, it definitely uh, takes a toll on a family, that's for sure. You're going to be speaking out at the Sokoa event today, and, uh, having gone through it as, as a younger age, is, did you get a lot more that you can pass on, I guess, uh, things that you had to deal with? I mean, man, you're in college. Uh, you're a kid, basically. Uh, I Hello? can only imagine. Yeah, we're, we're still here. That had to be a, a, a tough thing to deal with even more so because you're, you're younger you're in college you're going through a lot man have you been able to to, to put those thoughts together uh you're going to be sharing those today at the Sequoia event well it, it's definitely a, a difficult time to go through that but i think for any family member it doesn't matter what your age is it's just trying to register what's going to happen what you're going to go through as a family and what your loved one's going to go through so definitely as a 22, 23-year-old kid, you're, 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 you're definitely trying to process everything, and then you, you're playing the season, and you're you know, kind of in the best time of your life in college and, and trying to enjoy that at the same time. So it's definitely a lot of emotions to go through as a young kid, but it's a lot of emotions to go through as a family, family as well. Yeah, you have a couple of siblings, and and then your dad. I mean, that had to be obviously extraordinarily rough for everybody. But your dad's got kids and and all that as well. Man, I, I can only imagine the, the the turmoil that that uh, that must bring. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely did. I think my dad did a great job of, of kind of getting us together, and, and we definitely, as soon as um, we found out the news, got together as a family and met with a professional because we didn't know what to expect from the disease. And I think that's the best thing a family can do when they're facing something uh, that they don't know a lot about is to ask for help. And, you know, when you've got – I've got two older brothers and my dad, you have four alpha males that think they know everything. You know how that is. Exactly. It, it, it sometimes, sometimes it's hard to ask for help, and uh, we got together and kind of learned what to expect and and went from there. So I give credit to my dad for that. Very good. And, and how did your family come together and rally around this particular disease? And, and once you learned what it was, and because uh, it's it's not it's, it's not like dealing with a broken leg or or something like that. It, it's a lot more uh, intense as far as uh, the family needing to help and do things like that. It, it had to be a, an incredible uh, experience as a family unit. Yeah, it definitely was. I have a, I have a, I'm lucky enough to have a really close family uh, anyway. So. Um, we, we just kind of got together and realized, um, you know, first we wanted to do everything we could to make my mom as comfortable as possible. And, and a lot of that with uh, dementia and, and mental diseases is making her feel as comfortable as possible. And, and the biggest thing for a family, I think, is just making as many memories as you can while you have them. So we tried to do that as a family. We tried to, um, you know, laugh with her as much as possible and do everything we could to, uh, you know, just get as many memories as we could before we lost her. I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, when you have a caregiver like my dad, who's, who's take you, you literally with that disease, you are taking care of two lives. And that is very, very taxing for anybody that's ever had to do that. So we also took turns trying to take care of my dad, even if it's taking him out to dinner with just us. So, you know, he can take kind of a mental break for a couple hours uh, to just get away and have normal conversation and stuff like that. So I think, you know, there's kind of two aspects of it. It, it, that, That disease is hard on the, on the person, but it's really hard on the, on the caregiver, especially. Yeah. I think that people lose sight of that a, a lot. What a great point to bring up. And it's ironic that uh, Coach Knight also has, from my what I understand, possibly been diagnosed with this as well. Uh, been going through some issues uh, over the last couple of years, uh, publicized, and he's been out around. And we've seen him trying to. It seems like he's out making visits to to guys, visiting people, and and getting around. Uh, have you had any connection with Coach Knight here in the last couple of years? Uh, no, I haven't. But I have heard a little bit about what he's going through, and that's. That's definitely devastating to hear, is, and that just kind of shows it can happen to anybody. You know what I mean? With as sharp of a basketball and probably one of the best basketball minds you'll ever see, um, you know this disease can can take the best of minds. That's for sure. So, but no, I have not had contact with him. And then, uh, as speaking of Coach Knight and IU, uh, we're getting closer to basketball season. We're just a few weeks away from uh, exhibition game and. Uh, it's man, I can't believe basketball's already back, Tom. I know it feels like we just started football season, right? But it's definitely exciting, and I think uh, you know, I think the team's going to be a lot better than people think. You know, I was kind of laughing when I when I saw uh, you know they picked Indiana to finish tenth in the Big Ten, and I think I think they'll be a lot better than that. But you know, time will tell. 
Yeah, uh, most people have not been kind to where they think Indiana is going to end up. Uh, a little surprising, somewhat. I think part of that is uh, based on what Archie's done in the last couple of years, that the people are thinking that. But um, they seem to have pieces in place. They, they don't have a superstar. Uh, but you all were a team. Uh, uh, you, you did have a, a Jared Jeffries and yourself. But you guys didn't – did you feel that your team had a superstar on it? I think that all depends on how the superstar acts, and and I don't know how it was last year with Romy or anything, so I can't speak to that. But I can speak to how ours acted, and that and Jared Jeffries, you know, it did not feel like we had a superstar on our team just because of how he acted and practiced. I mean, he was he was so athletic and could win every sprint, and everybody knew it. And he would win every single sprint in preseason. He'd win every sprint. Um, in practice, and he played just as hard as everyone else, and I think that's important. That's And whenever you have your star player doing that, it carries down and makes every single player better. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think, you know, it did not feel like it did with us. It just, I mean, even though Jared was definitely a star basketball player, he didn't treat himself and act like he was one, uh, and that's what made our team so great, and that's hard for young kids to do. And as of right now, I don't know that this particular team even has a superstar. They, they, they seem to have a group of a collective players uh, that are equally good as, as the other is. Uh, I don't know that they really have that, that super, quote-unquote superstar. Is that, can that be helpful for a team sometimes, to not have that guy, to have everyone more on equal footing? Yeah, I think it can from a team standpoint, just because, you know, you know, uh, your, your your playing time can go either way, and, and and plus it's just going to be so competitive for who's going to play the minutes. But I also think it can help a coaching staff if you look at the other way. You know, you can hold people, you know, accountable. Which you know, it, from a coaching standpoint, I think you should hold people accountable, whether they're an all star or not. But it's easier for a coach to hold the whole team accountable when you can sit guys and no one's really expected to start every game. We'll see uh, not too long as uh, they open up the season with a, an exhibition game against Gannon. I think it's about a week or so away now, a week and a half away thereabouts. Do you follow football much? I know you're busy. you got the twins. you got a job. You work all the time and the family. But you can follow IU football. They're, they're not having too bad of a season. Yeah, I follow IU football. Definitely keep up with their scores. But I'm more of a Colts fan. Me and my wife are season ticket holders to the Colts. So kind of take turns going to that who's going to watch the twins and who's not and luckily for me she's not as big a Colts fan as me so a lot of times she's just like get out of here and take your brother so um no but i yeah i definitely am fully invested in the colts but iu and college football i definitely follow it but i would say i'm more of a pro fan than college football the Hoosiers traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska this week. And actually, believe it or not, Tom, they are a one-and-a-half-point favorite the last I checked over Nebraska at Nebraska. That's a little surprising. I know. Well, when's the last time they've been one game away from el- being eligible for a bowl? In the last two games, they've been on the road and they've been favored. You know? Yeah, so, well, plus this uh, many games left in the season, uh, bowl eligibility on the line. It's exactly. Exactly. This early in the season, I think the young quarterback um, is going to be really good. I know he's been injured in and out a little bit, but 
you know, that just shows the kind of depth they're having when, you know, Penix gets hurt and you can bring in a Ramsey who's already played and has experience and they keep rolling. I think they're they're definitely doing a good job recruiting better than they, they have in the past from what I've seen. Absolutely. Uh, and then as far as basketball goes, uh, th- this is also a team that's got a, u- a lot of youth to it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of that going around. Uh, not a lot of seniors on this team, Devon, Deron Davis and uh, – Devontae Green, they got a great mixture of uh, Trace Jackson Davis, new face with uh, Joey Brunk, Armand Franklin, also uh, a freshman. He had 14 points in their close scrimmage against Marquette the other day. That's got to be a reassuring feeling for Archie Miller. Yeah, definitely. I I, I think the young kids are definitely going to help, and I'm anxious to see, just like everybody else, how it all fits together, you know, not even really getting to watch them. Uh, play yet but I you know I think I definitely think having a glue guy and a, a guy like Joey Bronk is going to help inside you know a guy that's always going to be in the right position go get every rebound that he can um, and then you definitely hear nothing but good things about you know uh, Jackson Davis so um, you know alongside with that another thing I'm excited about is another year removed with you know, Finnessy a point guard, another year of experience. I think he's going to have a monster year just because he is, he plays the game the right way, has a great basketball IQ. And I think uh, Green is definitely going to benefit from that. I, I've always viewed him more as a shooting guard and, and kind of off the ball guard where he can just concentrate on scoring and less than on making decisions. And, and that's what Finnessy's uh, strength is. So another year of that backcourt after they've already played together. Uh, for a little while, I, I think is has a uh, has a potential to be one of the best in the Big Ten. And, and then, of course, uh, they've got. Oh, I forget where, where point I was trying to make, but uh, y- y- you've got some some fresh faces in, that coming in there. How, how does it hard is that for a freshman to come in to make an impact on a team at this level? Well, it's very hard because it, I mean I, I equate it to, I mean. For a lot of kids, when you come, the jump from, say, eighth grade to freshman year in high school is big. But, I mean, it's just as big of a jump from high school to college when you're looking at the speed and the, you know, most, you know, my take my high school, for instance, our whole starting five was 6'2", and then I go to college, and I'm basically the shortest one on my team. So you're playing against a totally different level of competition, a totally different level of height and strength. Um, you know, and it takes a while to adjust that, not only offensively. I think a lot of kids can, you know, adapt to it offensively because a lot of kids are offensive-minded coming through high school. Um, but the defensive aspect, I know for me, was the hardest, um, just just learning every different way on how, on how to guard basically a, a player that is more athletic. And, and in college, it's hard, it's hard to adapt to the speed and the strength like I said before and it takes time to do that but once the good players can adapt quickly and uh and pick it up from there so it's always it's always exciting to see the freshmen and how how quickly they pick it up and how um you know how well they get in especially the second half of their freshman season You've got to be pretty happy with Jacoby Brissett. Job he's done at quarterback for the Colts, man. A lot of people were they thought the sky was falling when Andrew Luck retired at the beginning of the season, but the Colts they're uh, I'd have to say exceeding expectations, maybe. Oh, a hundred percent. So I I'm on. I finally get a vacation with my wife and another couple, no kids, 
Okay, we go to Jamaica. The first night we're there is when Andrew Luck, you know, announces his retirement. So talk about ruining the first night of your vacation, first of all. (laughs) I'm sure your wife was happy about that. Yeah, I'm talking to my friend who was with us on vacation. I was like, at first reaction, I think I had every reaction of the Colts, like the season's over, this, that, or whatever, and then, it gets to about midway through the week, and he's a Bears fan. And I'm like, look, you know, the good thing is, is Brissett, everybody on that team loves him. So they still have a chance to maybe be 8-8. Eight and eight. And he's like, you are out of your mind. So, But as you got into the season, and I, I think it, it shows on, you know, the defense is finally coming around to where we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. They struggled a little bit early, had some injuries, but I think, uh, they are definitely turning around, but and you can't ask for more from Brissett. I mean, being a leader and and he doesn't he takes care of the ball as just as well as any other quarterback. And we put up what fourteen touchdowns already, something like that. So he is definitely not a weak point of our our uh, our you know organization, and that's saying a lot when you lose a guy like Luck a couple weeks before the season. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of Indiana football a little bit with Peyton Ramsey coming in for the injured Michael Penix. But, man, they're not missing a beat, and the team is rallying around. It says a lot about the Colts, that team, that they can just not miss a beat with because the quarterback at the, in the NFL level is it may be bigger than any other position in, in pro sports, I think, as far as the importance to a team. And and the, the the fact that they haven't missed a beat and they have just rallied around it and just won, that's pretty amazing at that level. It is, and I, I think it speaks to Ballard more than anything. I mean, how many fans were out there, and I was one of them, when Luck was doing so well, it's like, why are we not trading Brissett and trying to get something for him? Because Luck is going to be here. <laughs> and if he gets hurt, if he gets hurt, we're done anyway. And obviously he, that's why he's the general manager and us as fans are not. <laughs> that's the one. They got to get that job done. But Tom, I can't thank you enough, man. I know you got to get off and uh, speak at the Sokoa today. I can't thank you enough. I, we greatly appreciate you. Love having you on any time. Look forward to it now. The basketball season's on. We'll get you back on again soon. All right. Sounds good. Anytime. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, have a great day. You bet. Tell your wife and the kids we said hello. Thank you, and have a great day as well. Hey, we got more coming up from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, Indiana Sports Speed Radio, back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Now that warm weather has arrived, it's time to hit the links, and there's no better place than the golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. 
Voted best golf course by the readers of the Bloomington Herald Times. The golf club at Eagle Point is under new ownership, has new fairways and bunkers, and it's open to the public. When the round's over, there's cold beer and a full menu at the Eagle Point Pub and Bistro. Call 812-824-1100 to make a tee time. That's 812-824-1100. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This is AJ Moyer. This is Dan Dockett. Hey, this is Michael Lord. This is Indiana football coach Tom Allen. This is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat. You can always like and follow us on Facebook. Always follow the show rebroadcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify. TheDailyHoosier.com is a great place to sign up for each and every day. Or, of course, on 97.7 The Ref in Evansville. For the best recycling and waste removal service, turn to the area's leader, Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling, a homegrown company serving southern Indiana since 1995. Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling serves Floyd, Clark, Harrison, and Washington counties for excellent service and peace of mind. Call Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling today at 812-944-5642. That's 812-944-5642. Keep life sweet with Sweetland Waste Removal and Recycling. I'm Rain Shaddy, and I'm a Hoosier. As a toddler, you could always find me running around in a cream and crimson onesie and a red IU hat reminiscent of those worn during the world-famous William Tell timeout, shouting, Go Hoosiers! Like many other alum, I chose to make Bloomington my home. As a civic and alumni leader, I have become very knowledgeable about our community and would love to share my insights with you as your realtor. Find me on Facebook or call or text me, Ryan Shaddy, with FC Tucker Bloomington Realtors at 765-623-9093. This is James Blackman Jr., former Indiana Hoosier. Make sure you're keeping up with the Hoosiers on Indiana Sports Beat. When you believe in things that you don't Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Joined now by our good friend Steve Aird, the head coach for Indiana Volleyball. Coach, how's it going, man? Good, good. Weary, a little travel weary. We've been on the road the last three matches. Awesome to be at home. Excited to be back at home. Big part of the season, man. You guys got a big chunk of games coming up, especially this Friday night. Uh, tonight, you've got Nebraska, one of the top teams in the country, number five in the country, one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Of course, the Big Ten, the toughest league that there is. Uh, but yet again, here comes a tough match for you guys. Yeah, exceptional team. Uh, you know, Final Four quality last year, lost in the national final. Uh, just an exceptional group of young kids, well coached, you know, deserving of the ranking and uh, excited, excited to play good teams uh, at home. When it comes to this sport, volleyball, what what is the difference maker between these teams? I mean, both the D one, but Nebraska, obviously, their program has has been on the rise for quite a while. They've been up there. You're trying to get this program up to that level. What's the difference between those kind of programs? You know, I just think some of it is depth. Some of it is, uh, you know, obviously cr- recruiting goes a long way. Um, we. In the conference, you get a lot of kids. I mean, there's only 14 teams in the conference, right? So there's a lot of kids in the country who want to play in the Big Ten. And there's tremendous battles, recruiting battles within the programs about the top kids. And uh, Nebraska, for the last many years now, has had really good recruiting classes and fantastic talent. So I think part of it is uh, recruiting and recruiting great talent and then developing the talent once you get it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a storied program, a legendary program. So, uh, you know, you tip your cap. And I find that very ironic because if I think volleyball just from a, a neophyte like myself, I don't think of Nebraska as being this volleyball hub, but yet here they are in the middle of the country, out in the middle of nowhere, but uh, a volleyball power. Yeah, and always has been. I mean, they've been in uh, national finals back, you know, w- you know, when I was a pup 
uh, and they've had all Americans for years. And uh, you know, the state loves it. They support it at a really high level. I think uh, John Cook, who's the head coach, has done a great job of continuing the tradition of excellence and recruiting great and selling out, um, doing. Uh, incredible job of getting the support there so yeah it's a it's a it's a volleyball state you know they do a great job in that state i think the high school programs the club programs are excellent and it's obviously one of the best places in the country to play speaking of support tonight you guys play out at wilkinson hall at home against the nebraska we talked about support is key for every sport especially volleyball you want to pack the house i know yeah and we you know currently we're 18th in the country in attendance and I think when you look at that, that's something I'm really proud of. You know, it's come from five or six hundred people in a match at the old U gym to, you know, we'll have a sellout Friday night. And uh, that's something when you talk about the metrics of building a program and taking the next step as a program, you want people to be excited. You want the students to be excited. So, um, you know, we're doing a lot of really good things across the board, but 18th in the country in attendance out of 340 something schools is uh, is a great step forward for Indiana volleyball. Have you seen that support manifest itself into the team and, and, and whatever success that they've had? Can you see that work it into their mental approach? Well, I think it matters. I think it matters because when we travel, we play at Wisconsin or Minnesota. It's sold out crowds. It's hard to play there. Uh, this is becoming a harder and harder place to play. Not only is the team getting better, I think, but the crowds are getting better. And uh, it's a little heavier to play here. You know, the crowd gets a little loud when they need to, and the student section's getting better. It's a process, but I'm excited about where it's going. 18 months, 20 months into the job, I'm really excited about where it's going. Nebraska, number five in the country, we've talked about tonight coming in. What makes it difficult playing against the Cornhuskers? They're just heavy. You know, I'm a hockey guy, so the term is they're heavy on you. You know, they, uh, they serve the ball really well. They pass the ball really well. Uh, they're very well coached and disciplined. They, you have to really work hard to get points against them, and they don't give you very many opportunities or free points. They don't make a lot of errors. You know, the best teams don't make a lot of errors. So they're low error, uh, very disciplined, very good serving, very good passing, and that's a great recipe to have a great team. You guys got to back that up with another game on Sunday against Iowa, another Big Ten conference game. How difficult is it to a game against Nebraska, which is going to be emotionally taxing, draining? It's going to be tough. You're playing against a great opponent, mm -hmm. and then two days later, you got to come right back and play again. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think it's the nature of it. You know, if we play back-to-back -back nights and we do it a lot, it's uh, you know, if men's basketball in Indiana had to play Duke on Friday night in North Carolina on Saturday, people would say this is the craziest thing ever. But we do it all the time, uh, and then we do it all the time on the road, where you'll play some. On a Friday, we'll play at Penn State on a Friday night and play Rutgers on Saturday night, two different towns, two different cities, travel, late nights. So it's really demanding on the kids and it's a grind, but it also sets you up uh, at the end of the year. If you're fortunate enough to make the tournament, you play back-to-back -back nights in the tournament, you've got to be able to reload emotionally and physically and be ready to go. And it's something that the conference has been great at for years is developing teams that are just tough, understand how to do it and do it at a high level. How much conference play do you have left before the tournament comes in? 12 matches right now. You know, I think we're 12 and 9, 12 and 8, 12 and 9 on the season. Uh, had a great preseason, as you know, and just kind of ran into a brick wall in conference. We played four or five ranked teams, uh, three or four of them on the road. Uh, and we just need to get back off the snide a little bit and get a win and get our confidence going. And uh, we're playing some pretty good volleyball at times. It's about consistency. Um, you know, if we can get over 500, we've got a great win against Kentucky. Uh, obviously, I think we've got six or seven top 100 wins right now. We've taken a lot of steps forward. We're just not a top 15 team. We're not a top 10 team yet. So that's the next big step that'll happen over time, and that's the next goal. Playing in the Big Ten, you can't control the schedule, and it's going to be tough no matter what. And right. It has been tough. How, how hard is it to keep uh, the team's mental approach up when you have to play such a formidable schedule? I just think it's honesty. You know, It's like I told them I didn't come to rebuild a program and think it was a magic 
light switch. You know, you can't microwave it. It's a baking process. It takes time, takes years, but we're developing really good habits. Kids are training. They're coming early. They're staying late. They're eating film. They're doing all the things that you need elite programs to do. Um, you know, and I think if I look at the pillars of the stuff about the program that I really needed to become better, I think in 18 months, I'm thrilled. The staff's doing a great job. Kids are working hard. Uh, they're playing really hard. There's no quitting them. So that's the best part is we have a huge challenge Friday. We're excited about it. Um, we respect them a lot, but we're not fearful. We got to play and uh, that's fun. How important is it for people to show up tomorrow night, the fans to get there Friday and Sunday? And do you guys have any specials? You guys are always doing some great stuff. Yeah, we have a massive, well, tomorrow night's or tonight's match, depending, it's uh, against Nebraska, is on national TV. So the Big Ten's carrying at 8 o'clock start. Huge tailgate for the students beforehand. Lots of giveaways at the match. Lots of stuff for the kids. Um, we're expecting it to be sold out, so I would get there early. Nebraska travels great. Uh, very, very good travel. Uh, so we expect a whole bunch of Nebraska fans. What we'd want is... Uh, uh, you know, for our guys to show up and the community and the students and, and everyone involved uh, in the state to step up and help us out and make it a really good home court uh, experience. Um, and that's, and that's, I think it's becoming a really fun event. I mean, we, uh, we've had some matches here where people left, win or lost. They just really love coming and hanging out and enjoying their time. And with Nebraska traveling well, that's got to create an electric environment in here tomorrow night. Yeah, and it will be. I mean, there's, there's, there's some programs in the Big Ten that travel and they travel really well. Uh, we're going to get there in time. I think the better the program gets, the more we reach out and, and uh, touch the community. And when we get into, you know, when we go to an Illinois or go to a Northwestern or play at Purdue, uh, like we're going to in a week or so, you know, we want people to show up and represent and uh, give them a good reason to cheer and, and be proud of what we're building. Individually, any of the players that have stood out this year that you didn't expect? To, to be at the level they're at right now? You know, I think uh, for us, Brianna Edwards had a really big summer. We asked her to do a lot, you know, especially with Kendall Bierman. We're working her back in and trying to get her some time, but she's been really, really solid the whole way. You know, we've had a couple freshmen play at a high level. I think her libero, Haley Armstrong, has had a great year. Uh, Emily Fitzner, I think, is a fantastic young player. She's going to be doing great things for a long time. You know, like Haley's fifth or sixth in the conference in digs, which is outstanding as a freshman. Emily Fitzner is the only freshman setter playing in the Big Ten right now so the 13 other teams no one's playing a freshman a true freshman so the experience she's gathering it's a lot like a freshman point guard it's you know there's going to be some bumps and, and lumps in the road but she's developing and uh just a great human being man they're they're playing hard and edwards has been leaf level on the edges she has been killer yeah she's a physical kid she really is honing her skills she's got a great role model in krista spends a lot of time with her and krista was as good as it gets at, at that position so um yeah, she's got a lot of other chapters we're going to get to, and it's going to take some time, but she's come a long way. We're proud of her. Well, Coach, thank you very much. Make sure you show up tonight out of Wilkinson Hall, uh, Friday night match against Nebraska. Then on Sunday, you come back against Iowa. The best of luck. Thank you, man. Appreciate everybody joining us on the program today. Great week. We'll hopefully finish up with a big uh, win for Indiana this Saturday. We'll get back to you on Monday and let you know how that turned out. Uh, but uh, for Jake, this is Jim Coyle. Until the next time, I will see you on the radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.